Hey, Joey, why are you looking so down? Oh, hey, Sully. Uh, you know, I just, you know, me and words, they're always popping up in front of me and I'm getting confused. And I got this new one here. It's just uh, staring me right in the face. It's, you ever seen something like this? Just look at this. It says, Pwam? Pwam? Hey, look, Joey, I listen to podcasts. That's the hottest new podcast network going, Pwam. Pwam? Well, what the heck does it stand for? Well, it stands for whatever you want. It was started out pro wrestling only mostly when that was a handful. And now it's whatever you want. Pro Podcasting with old men. It, it doesn't matter. Great shows. We got Days of Thunder where Dave and Lee watched 1998 WCW Thunder and shit on it. It's great. We got Military Industrial Suplex. Tom Batista, he's talked to all kinds of crazy motherfuckers. Johnny Sorrow, Billy Jack Haynes, Kelly T. Nelson, tons of them. And three shows from one guy named Jeffrey. Boom goes the dynamite. I love the name, reviewing AEW Dynamite. Strong style story. Busting balls. We got it all. Oh, yeah. Plum. Now that you say this, I remember they've also got that, that, that throw the years, that ROH history podcast, yeah. as, as, as well as the aforementioned Kelly T. Nelson on International House of Combat, where and him and Steve watch along with historical international wrestling. And there's a show called Yours, Mine, and the Truth, where this guy loves a shitty band. And a show called Gideon Guys, where one guy loves a shitty TV show. It's yeah. the best. I think I've heard about those two guys. Yet, even though they got this shitty taste, they are hung like moose. Horses. That's, Horses. that's impressive. That's moose cool. So, so this is it. Yeah, that's right. I knew I'd heard the word before. It's Plum Plum Network. It's a, it's a positive word of mouth. It's the Police Women of Memphis' favorite podcast network. Everybody should be tuning in to Plum. Welcome back to Yours, Mine, and the Truth. My name is Travis Washington, and this is a podcast about the texts of my youth and a journey through them and a reevaluation of their merit and their worth and all kinds of fun things along the way. And boy, we got a fun one for you today. But before I get to that, I want to talk to you a bit about the Plum Network. You heard a bit on the uh, on the intro there of a quick and dirty uh, ad that uh, a couple of guys put together seem to know what they're talking about. But I do want to talk about my two shows in particular. One is Gideon Guys. It is a look back on the show DC's Legends of Tomorrow, starting with season one. I'm going through it with my friend and podcast partner, Johnny Hedgepeth. Uh, he's an old fan, and I am seeing it for the first time, and it is in the home stretch. So I really recommend you guys look into that. Uh, also, uh, Mystery Titans Theater on YouTube, where uh, we watch a random WWF card from the 1980s. I recommend you guys look up the last one that we put up, uh, the last part of our New York uh, trilogy, uh, which is the brawl to end it all. And that is uh, another fun one. So check that out. Now, today, we are looking at another film. And this is the first film that I really haven't watched in a while since it first came out. Uh, and 
Um, yeah, it's it's 1998's uh, Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick. Um, I remember I saw it twice in the theater, and this came at a time because again, this is like snapshot of who I was and what I was doing with my time. I would go to every uh, event movie uh, every weekend, especially in the summer, from like Memorial Day until uh, you know September. I would I would it didn't matter what it was. I would just go and. Sometimes I would, uh, you know, I guess appreciate uh, the craft more than others, uh, or at least that's the way I felt at the time. And that was definitely the case uh, with with this one, as you will see. But I'm I'm really excited for you to hear this uh, it'll be, uh, because uh, it's with somebody I've known, uh, again, as long as as old as this uh, movie is that we're going to be talking about just about almost exactly around i mean it's the same year 1998 i've known this guy since because we started working together at a at a place that doesn't exist anymore and you learn more about that this is uh my old friend uh comedian improv artist and uh, actor brad mcneil um again this guy you'll see you can tell that we've we've had a few chats about things like this uh so this is really exciting uh so i'm excited for you guys to see uh, hear this uh, and uh, to hear us talk about something that, you know, was a big deal at the time and and in the time that followed has become less and less of a deal, uh, uh, less and less of a big deal to the point of it being insignificant almost in terms of like pop culture legacy with a, with a, with one exception. I think we'll get to that. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy that. This is uh, episode 12 of Yours, Mine, and the Truth with Brad McNeil. Everybody, welcome back to Yours, Mine, and the Truth. My name is Travis Wash, and I am here with a guy I have known since around the time of the film that I'm going to discuss today came out, which would be 1998, which was around the time when I first moved to, to Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, he is an actor, he is an improv artist, he's a comedian name is uh, Bradley McNeil. Brad, how are you? Travis Walashen. What is going on, Jarvis washing machine? <laughs> Not too much. Been hanging out. Been, been uh, you know, playing some uh, 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 Wild Guns. I think I told you on the Super Nintendo uh, uh, on the Switch. Nice. There's a game called Wild Guns that we, okay. uh, me and uh, Bonesy have really been enjoying. 
I think I recommend it. I think you can play it online too. It's like total like uh, throwback um, shooter arcade style. It's super fun. I think you, I think you'll dig it. I think both I am, of you will dig it. I am one hundred percent in. I did invest in the uh, the first six uh, Mega Man games because mm. I wanted to go revisit those. Yeah. And I will be up front and tell you I do not have the skills to maintain that so anymore. Hard. The thumbs that could do that have atrophied. It's just, that is not what video yeah. games are anymore. But I don't know if you've done any of those. I'm sure the Super Nintendo ones have the same thing mm -hmm. where it gives you the option to rewind. But once yes. you have the option to rewind, I know who cares? I know, I know. Like the whole point of that was to suffer through so at 3 a.m when none of your friends could see he's like no no no! i saw the dragon i That's got to the a, dragon that you know, time you know i i uh I, I used it a lot for uh uh link to the past on super on the super nintendo one there um sure. I'm, gl I'm glad i did because i never finished it um uh when i was younger and i wanted to finish it i just i gave up on it because i was so fucking frustrated right yeah. so i think if it's if it's purely for retro gaming, I, I, I'm okay with it. No, I have no problem with it. It's just yeah. it's a different game. But I also, when I look at a lot of these games, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. When you go back to those, you realize how important trying to recreate the arcade experience mm -hmm. was built into these games in a way that we just don't care about. Like the yeah. idea of having an, a finite amount of lives yeah that you can't continue that you're limited in the amount of continues because we want to be ethical. well yeah. come on if you used more than three continues did you really get the golden axe exactly. <laughs> dude i remember playing wrestlefest against a guy uh who's not a friend not part of our usual group of friends but I ended up uh against him and he was uh uh, he had Sergeant Slaughter uh, on his team. I remember it was uh, whatever it was, but we'd always refer to this kid as Slaughter. And like I, like we had had a real good head to head from the start, but I had totally ended up on top. I had him beat, throws in a quarter as I'm just about to hit bit one, two, three, and then he wins, of course. And we're like, "Fuck this guy, man!" And every time, every time we see that guy, look, Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I, jokes on you. You still remember him, and I guarantee he's not telling that story on any podcast right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, so Brad and I, as I said, we met in. Uh, uh, when did you move to Vancouver? I moved to Reverse Vancouver. Time. I well, that was when you and I met. Would have been right when I was. I got there. New Year's '97 to '98. I arrived mm -hmm. December 31st because I started at studio in '98, and then mm -hmm. you and I worked at Blockbuster in my summer break between A term and B term. Legally, I am required to let everyone know I am a graduate of Studio 58 in any professional capacity. Uh, Catherine Shaw will haunt you. I know a couple of you, and I didn't know this to be true. Yeah, from, absolutely. from completely different eras. Dude, that's a really cool thing. It, uh, it's a it's a bizarre little cult. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it was awesome uh, to have met you at that time. We were both kind of, you know, you had a, a what do you have like three or four years on me? Yeah, I was so doing well. Number one, you're being very rude right now. You know, it's not <laughs> even anywhere close to that far. I am youthful. I can't even remember which one of us is older. I all um, I remember is I couldn't I couldn't drink at Hooters on a trip to Seattle once. I was thinking about that when I was thinking about this era that now I can say you have known me more than half of your life. Hmm. And I am almost at the era where I will have known you because I'm 45 right now. 
cool. So yeah, it'll be next year. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When I we would. went down to Seattle, you got turned down at the at the Hooters. Oh, I'm sure that'll. Come I got up. to hang out with you guys and look at the pretty girls. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, let me show you what a worldly time is, kid. Someday when you're a grown-up, you can go to places like Hooters. Oh, oh these wings are hot. Wow. As hot as the fiery attitude on Jessica over here. <laughs> oh, you're done with our nonsense. We'll be going. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, <sighs> man. Could not have been more innocent and polite. Yeah. I think we swept up for her. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, so yeah, so we met at, at a place um, that, that I mean, I think, I don't know if we should reveal it now or when it shows up in the motion picture, because that was a big moment. <laughs> and uh, when the, our place of work shows up in the product placement, because for the most part, the product placement in this movie is, is pretty low-key until the last, like, <sighs> like the last 20 minutes, they, 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 punk, uh, they just pump a ton in there. Um, but there's a reason why, like, so, you know, Brad's been, I've, I've done podcasts with Brad before in the, in the past, uh, because, we, you know, there's just been stuff that we've had to talk about, and he's awesome for this, and through all of this, uh, I peel the curtain back, Brad's like, why are you giving me the shitty one? Why? <laughs> he's been listening to the podcast, and he, or not, I don't know if you've been listening, I know you've been uh, following along with the... Uh, I have I have listened to many of them, yeah. I, I have to admit, my, uh, my, my desire for extreme knowledge ran out somewhere in the <laughs> near the end of episode two hey, that's but as cool. i said to you directly i will shout out rick in episode two i've been saying the word discrambler ever since <laughs> that episode it may be the most canadian word that i didn't realize is canadian but when he said to you no remember trav you came over and taped it at my house we had a discrambler oh my god i almost wanted to go to the pop shop like, let's just throw on the mm. beachcombers, son. Ooh, we had a scrambler. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I'll drop as many Canadian CanCon references as you want, sweetheart. Edmonton meets Calgary. Let's yeah, go. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you were kind of all over the place, right? You've been all over our, our home and native land. That's, that's what it. I mean. Like, like we met uh, at a time, uh, as I said, when you had first moved to Vancouver. But you had moved away, and then uh, since then you've been back for how long have you been back in Vancouver now? I've been back since 2012. Yeah, so quite a while as well. Uh, we're happy to have you back, of course. And uh, I'm happy to have you here today to talk about a film from the air when I would have known you. I, 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 did we see this movie in the theater? No. Together? And no. I, I thought about this afterwards. Yeah. Because I know you saw this multiple times. I saw it in the, twice in the theater. I'm shocked at that. You saw it twice in the theater on opening weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was calling you full of shit before time one. Like yeah. I was, this That's is true. to set the scene. This would, I, I can only compare to have known you since, but this was your most wide eyed fanboy. Everything that is glossy is great. And we have Big to time. find the good in everything. And I was the yang to your ying, my friend. <laughs> I hated everything. Yeah. I was independent. Yeah. I thought I was edgy because I liked Kevin Smith. Like yeah, I, yeah, was, yeah. I, I was as full of shit as anyone else, but was convinced I was right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I like this that we haven't really told anybody where we were. I wonder if people are figuring it out where we work together yet. This is good. Um. <laughs> I'll draw some acronyms. <laughs> BSI. So. Uh, PVT. So, yeah, yeah. No, I would just say. <laughs> 
I would go to every um, uh, movie that came out every opening weekend in the summer. I told you, like, I remember telling you, boy, that uh, uh, from the summer before, I remember telling you when I first met you, boy, that uh, the uh, the Con Air Speed 2, like, it was just like like one after another. Like, I would go to every one. I remember it being, uh, you know, just something I would do, right? And this one, for whatever reason, I mean, part of it is the soundtrack. I was so into that fucking soundtrack. I love Nobody, that. like, I will say, I will say nothing but hatred for this film. Yeah. But as, and we can detail my adventures of trying to rewatch this movie. But I said to myself many times, if you just charged me for the Puff Daddy song and let me watch the movie for free, you can have my money. Because yeah. it's... And they make you wait until the absolute yeah. last second to hear but it. But they do play the whole song. A lot of times uh, they, yeah. they kind of try to fit in like that yeah, became they a thing later. So they try to just fit in as many as they can. So, so it's part of the soundtrack now. Oh, remember what? Oh, dude, I remember when this song hit right when we were hearing about the third aid or the third grip on the second unit. Uh Dude, best I'll boy hits the screen <laughs> needle drop that's the best blink 182 song and i'm not listening to arguments <laughs> so yes so but this was around the time yeah yeah bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this is why i picked you for this man i knew you'd be the like as i said the yin to my yang at this time and it's good to go back and, and see uh how much um you know like how much do it how much of like that like this kind of the event movie how much has that changed uh since sure. this was the event movie this time i think it finished i had this in front of me i'll find it on my iphone maybe six in the year for uh box office no <laughs> uh eighth behind uh you know what uh <laughs> seventh was deep impact just okay. edged, edged it out by about four million uh or yeah, four million dollars. They'd added Morgan Freeman. We could have had a good monster movie. Something and Doctor Doolittle had eight million on it. Wow. Uh, yeah, wild. We're looking at these, but I know we went to Armageddon that year, which was which was second of the uh, just under two hundred million. Which and Titanic was of course still yep. raking in dough. Um, so okay, let's get into this. Godzilla. Oh. 1998 directed by Roland Emmerich produced by Dean Devlin was this I never looked I, I just kept telling everyone yeah this is the follow-up to uh Independence Day was it um wasn't they was a patriot before this I was thinking Stargate when was Stargate uh, I think Stargate was before Independence Day Stargate got them Independence mm. Day I think are you sure on that? Let's take a look. All right, we should have had IMDb open. Not. I mean, I do have several IMDb pages open, but uh, but it's it's crazy to me how much it goes, these yeah, guys. No, it goes Universal Soldier, Stargate, okay. Independence Day, Godzilla, and then the Patriot okay. came after. So this was a follow up to Independence Day. Um, Independence Day. Uh, your thoughts quickly. Hated it. Yeah, I, but never... I, I have, I have definitely of the two of these movies, I have come around more to Independence Day, hmm. or just for the set pieces. Like Independence Day is a perfect TBS movie. Yeah, You're flipping channels, you hit a couple. You either you want to hit all of the, uh, all of the landmarks exploding, or you want to get the Bill Pullman speech, or Harry Connick hmm. Jr. making a really cringy speech as the yeah. Reverend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also really like. I don't if know i'm gonna many... watch one of these movies i want the absolute dumbest part mm -hmm. and that dog jumping through the fire in independence day of course, is i totally from... forgot about that yeah that that is 
the definition of a focus group saying, mm -hmm. I didn't like that we didn't find out what happened to the dog. Mm -hmm. Fire up the tunnel again. We're doing yeah. reshoots. <laughs> You're totally right. Total reshoots just to save the fucking dog. Yeah. Just a bunch of fucking Karens, man. They got to get that Karen demo before they knew what the Karen demo was. Yeah. That's so right. That's Ahead of its time. No, I... Um, um, can we say where we worked? Cause I can say, yeah, no, um, go ahead. I wanted at, to reveal it when we hit the, when we hit the product place. I, I do, later. but the problem is we will, I worked at the same place, uh, when independence day came out and had to, that was the first movie that I actually had to try and pre-sell. Hmm. And like, as the like movie hater at the time of, I, I don't like mainstream stuff. I hate Twister. I hate this. Hey, did you want to re? Did you want to buy Independence Day? We'll give you a free rental if you do. Yeah, yeah. You know, you never want to let that go. Yeah. Here's a format that'll never expire. Twenty dollars, please. That's good for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Magnets so, yeah. and tape. What could go wrong? <laughs> so we're talking about Blockbuster. I still have. Um, uh, I, I wore it as a when I, as a principal at high school. I wore it for Halloween once, and kids had no idea who I was. Your name tag or your or the your whole shirt? the whole uniform. I had the the mm -hmm. light beige Dockers and everything. So, uh, I were we already at you? No, we weren't at uniforms. You still had when we first started. You brought your own uniform, and I kept like you didn't. They didn't give us shirts till later. But originally, it was you had an Oxford shirt or a navy right, uh, polo. Right, right. And I literally had a navy polo that my mom bought me for that job for, let's say, 17, 18 years afterwards. Like, <laughs> yeah, that job ruined me for dressing like that forever. Like, I could not it would it sickens me Hard to wear an oxford to, shirt i get it oh i can wear an oxford shirt. i i figured not out with khakis to, i can't not with khakis you're right <laughs> if you can untuck it no no it's it's a fight it's a fight you're right especially that specific color <laughs> and let's face it like we can we can say it now all the people are, are gone khakis are not a forgiving pant no as somebody who you know fluctuates in weight from time to time and had coworkers who definitely did a khaki will hide nothing <laughs> and it did not and it, it definitely did not did. <laughs> some belts uh, were working overtime but godzilla 1998 godzilla back to it i'm sorry so I follow up forever. it's all right i love this yeah. the independence day follow-up we can officially yes. say now uh, around the time that we would have been working there. The opening credits of this movie feel really late night uh, event. As I said, this is like the event movie before, uh, this is pre-Phantom Menace. Yep, you know what I before. mean? Yeah. Um, uh, Seven Mile Island, uh, we, like type footage, uh, lizard, although it's like Polynesia, right? Uh, we learned just, later. Just I, quickly, I don't, want, I don't want to derail for too long, but what do you consider of your lifetime the first event movie? uh where i where i where i was significantly yeah. excited probably where, where you remember noticing it batman 100 percent. Yeah. yeah burton's batman i remember lining up that and then the year after they tried to manufacture it with dick tracy where they had the gig where you had to buy the t-shirt uh, and your t-shirt you needed a t-shirt to get the uh admission that was pretty cool though too man i love that hype that sure. old like the innocence of that hype that yeah. seven that seven color hype 
or whatever the fuck they're using back then. Dick Tracy, I wouldn't mind going back to watch that again. It's it's yeah. a real hit and miss. Yeah. Like art direction, it's amazing, but mm-hmm. it's boring. Like who mm-hmm. cares? Nobody cared about Dick. Nobody cared about Dick Tracy for fifty years at that point. Like, yeah. Ooh. All the kids are clamoring. What's Warren Beatty gonna yeah. do? He's been my hero for years since Red Anyway, I remember. I remember. I'd try to uh, wait a second uh, after watching it, like in the in the in the afternoon in the morning when it would be on, like on like VHS or whatever. And we'd see like that Madonna scene where she's like in that kind of see-through uh, thing, but and it's like hot as hot sure. AF, like she's in her prime. And I'm a I'm a I'm a young boy, and y- you do reveal y- you learn that she's um uh her 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 earrings are like a clue, and I remember saying once to my brother, said, "Wait a second, we got to go back. Was she wearing the same earrings that were from uh, earlier? Yeah, okay. Then I was like, wait, no, yeah, it's right. Yeah, she was wearing the same earrings." Just pause it for a second. No, re- could you guys, could you get me a drink for 20 minutes? Who's kidding? <laughs> Three and a half. Oh, please. If that. All right. Uh, so, yes, event movie credits. Yeah. Um, Big I, lizard. I, or, like, I was worried that the version I got from this was the wrong version because I started to hear a countdown in French. I'm like, shit. Did I get a French version of this? But then uh, it's not sure enough. It's revealed that that's part of the, the storyline. Um, uh, so uh, this is fine. That's fine because I like to give you an origin without having to give you an origin. Th- th- this is the first time they they kind of sk- sk- jump to the chase. You know what I mean? Skip to the chase, and, like maybe ever. This they sure movie. do at the beginning, and boy, yeah. do they lose that strategy <laughs> yeah. later, big time. Uh, it opens on the South Pacific Ocean. Uh, fishing boat sees something on the radar. Uh, claws get into the boat. The tail smash. Uh, cuts okay. to. Go ahead. Can we talk about the cast on the fishing boat for a second? Because that is every Asian that guy from the 80s in, is in there. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. The dude who's in that who I, I, I don't know the actor's name. Oh, really? He's the guy from, uh, from Die Hard who snags the candy bar as they're waiting for everybody yeah. to come in. And he's in Big Trouble. He's on there. And a few other like, oh, I'm pretty sure you were on Quincy type guys like. Yeah, I, I, it is disrespectful to not have the actors' names in there, but mm-hmm. all of them, if you look at that whole boat, it's like, it's yeah, a right. bunch Lloyd, of that Lloyd guys. Kino, uh, Toshi Toda, Clyde, uh, Clyde Kusatsu, Masayu, Masaya Kato, Kato. Yeah, I got a four for them, and they do look familiar. I'm trying to see which one is which here that you're talking about. But yeah, shit, I should have, I feel like I should have recognized that um yeah he gets yeah. a couple he gets a couple hero shots i was uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're like just watching it's so funny wrestling. How, how many of those guys are in like a bunch of john carpenter and a bunch of other movies so mm-hmm. as nerds like us who watched a ton of stuff i've probably seen as much of that guy as i have mm-hmm. kurt russell this is kind of the bridge when we're still kind of seeing that like like uber spielberg um kind of flourish on everything um even with the like the the score in this is so dope i i wrote down at one point as i was writing it is this this score is pure amblin yeah or or like like really going for it really trying to boost things up that that needed boosting um but this whole scene felt like something out of it like a good spielberg like or one of the old 80s kind of thing right um so i'm not 
<laughs> so like, okay, so we'll, we'll cut to the chase. It's two hours and, and 15 minutes, which is like 30 minutes too long. Probably right. Um, I I could take thirty minute thirty minutes out without even trying. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, there's probably I'm gonna say there's a tight seventy five movie minute movie in there. Yes, yeah. If they would have just stuck to like like I didn't even care about the shitty dialogue. Uh, if it's gonna be like if they're gonna be like the old Mothras and and uh, like uh, whatever Mecha Godzilla or yeah, whatever. No, shitty it up more. Like yeah. really, but care about it. Like yeah. you can't. You can't have this and also be like, things are crazy. <laughs> things are crazy. You're right. I don't know. But, Mayor, what are we going to do? We need yeah. to have a party. Everybody's got to go on the beach in Amityville. Totally. Why throw that shit in? Um, so, but I did like this. The claws going into the boat and the tail uh, just kind of giving you, like, the, the way he's trying, they're, they're doing the old, like, uh, jaws. Don't reveal it until later. Um even when it shows up, I, I like the way that they didn't reveal the face when you're just still just seeing like the legs when it's chomp, when it's kind of stomping through New yep. York later. Um, but anyway, so smash cuts to our hero, Broderick. Uh, uh, he's, uh, what is he, what song was he singing? Oh, singing in the rain. Singing in the rain because he's, you know, casually at Chernobyl because we were allowed to make Chernobyl jokes in 98 apparently. Yeah. Uh, and he's like something up to like with the earthworms. He's he's like setting up car batteries. <laughs> okay, I don't want to spoil this because you know some things you notice when you have to watch the beginning twelve times. But he is sticking metal rods into the earth to electrocute the earth to bring the earthworms out. Right. Later on, he is going to critique a military officer and say, well, when I'm trying to get the worms out, I don't scare them. I try to draw them out. Why don't we get eight tons of fish? No, you don't. You should be jamming electric rods in all of the sewers to yes. release. Because <laughs> that's called a callback. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh... I feel like no. I feel like this reeks of hmm. I, 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 this direct or this production team of Emmerich and Devlin, who just had like this monster fucking hit that was so like uh, had it, like hollow, like had nothing really to say. Do right? You remember the ad campaign for this? Yes, the trailer for this was fucking awesome. I remember but people e applauding. But even beyond, even beyond the trailer. Their their entire ad campaign was yeah. size references. Right, like, right, There right. was bus ads in Vancouver that said his foot is bigger, bigger than, than this bus. bus. His, yeah. his face is bigger than this. Like all of this stuff to set up the scale. And then the, I believe the Super Bowl, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl spot was the T-Rex from Jurassic Park and then just the Godzilla foot stomping, stomping it, it. And yeah, saying like, it at a, like a, at a museum, like you don't really realize that it is a, a trailer for anything, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's a, a teacher walking some kids through a, a museum and say, talking about how ferocious, like he was the, the, the most fierce dinosaur to ever walk the earth. And this is like post lost world, right? So everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we know who, uh, but they don't realize that it's a dig on, on Jurassic park until yep. he stomps on it. And that, that, like, I remember seeing that in the theater for the first time, I can't for what shitty event movie i probably saw the year before but that's what it was was from yeah uh, and, and the place was applauding you know what i mean like this is this is what i mean like it's a different 
like the event movie evolution over time, uh, this was a, a weird spot here where, where Godzilla kind of sh- uh, showed up. It's also coming at a time where you're just starting, because I would say 98 was the first time, like that was where we first got a Silver City out here. So it was the first time you had theaters that had stadium seating and big speakers mm-hmm. that could really take advantage of these movies and mm-hmm. were supposed to be, you know, bombastic and all pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Um, and, and there was different... And it was just different studios could try different shit. It didn't have to. It didn't have to be stuck to a, like as it is like a known property now, right? Yep. Um, it's uh, wild. Yeah, we went to we went to Armageddon. Uh, we sure did uh, together. I remember we were in the front fucking row because we ended up there so late with another got, fellow. Uh, was it one or two uh, fellow? Uh, I think it was. I think it was two, if not three. I Definitely think John Mark was Harrington. there with us. Mark was with us. I think yeah. John drove. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's still one of my favorite you quotes I'll ever have was at one of the points, I'm going to assume it was Billy Bob Thornton or one of those people. Of, How do you think these, why do you think these miners are going to be able to get through this? And you audibly to really only the front two rows. Cause he's Bruce fucking Willis. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Did Willis ever work with this uh, directing team? I don't think so. I, no, I I'm trying call. to think where they yeah, went yeah. after this because I after this for as many movies as they made, they're not. They were never a personality the way Michael Bay was. Mm-hmm. But the but there's there's so many Bayisms. Um, oh yeah, this is this begat Michael Bay big time. Um, I will say this and the Transformers series are the most confusing use of scale in any films. Yeah. I have I have no idea how big any of the Transformers or small are, and Godzilla is still a mystery how big that thing... Sometimes the footprint is big enough for a car. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes his claw takes out an entire boat. Sometimes he's just scratching away. Like, it's... <laughs> whatever it is, is convenient for yeah, the scene. it really was. Um, however, there's still some really interesting filmmaking in this movie and good filmmaking in time. It's just buried in like all this shit, man. And like just so much, it's just Jesus Christ. Like there's an opening, uh, when you're first learning about Broderick and this helicopter, this Russian helicopter jet thing lands and one of them's from the U S state department. It takes him away uh, and it goes to Tahiti and Jean Reno enters for the first time. Um, what was the last, uh, what's that guy up to these days? This was the uh, renaissance, though. Like, oh, we're just. Dude, did you make that up? I, off the, that's off the dome. <laughs> but yeah, good. no, we're just post Leon, and he had already done uh, La Femme Nikita. Huh? He hadn't really gotten into a ton of North American films that I can think of, but he was definitely showing up in more action uh-huh. stuff. Well, he's in The Five Bloods. There you go. Just uh, still working. Like, look at it's still constant. He's just not as like. It really seemed like he was going to kind of be this uh, uh, Benini before Benini. <laughs> yeah. If I can um, give a, a great Jean Renault shout out that people might not know that you now have access to, he does the voice for Porco Rosso. Oh, on uh, that's now on Disney. That's Plus now on. Or... Yeah, it's on Netflix. Or is it Netflix? Yes, it's on Netflix. Woo. So. 
toss that on, yeah. put it on in French with the subtitles, and it becomes <laughs> it becomes like this European movie with just like a sense of loss that you don't really get from Michael Keaton. <laughs> I'm just seeing that he did the on his on his uh, Wikipedia that he did the voice of Mufasa on the the Lion King translation as well. So that's like this yep. guy. He's like the go to, the expensive go to, right? Now, don't worry, we got Renault. You know what I mean? Wow, his IMDb picture. That is a posture. I saw those glasses. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's just like like trying to play. Oh yeah. He's like he's 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 quirky now. Yeah. No. But and we will also say in the same year that he does this, he's in one of the greatest action movies of all time, Ronan. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the, like like this as you said the <laughs> Ren- Renaissance. Very good. Um, I have this line written down here. What did you say, old man? Was is this a French line that one of them one of them gave? I can't remember what it was. That's when uh, that's when he says Gojira, and he yeah. Right. What did you say, old man? Yes, Gojira, and that's when it's first uh, revealed uh, that that's the name. Uh, this is what this look like. This there's this long shot that follows Broderick off of the the car, and it looks like a really expensive looking set. I don't think they would do this for a movie like this at all ever again. Like none of the Marvel movies would set up something as elaborate as this shot is that builds up to this uh, uh, footprint reveal. It's yep. ridiculous. It's awesome. Like it's, it's a, well, it's a great visual that should get cut off before he says. Sir, where is it? Yeah. Sir, where is it? Sir, like, yes. he's saying that three times, just spoiling the actual I'm, image. Where that's are. a place where show don't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of a, they kind of Leno that one, hey? I used to say, here's the uh, footprint, everybody. <laughs> but um, then also underlines it in the next shot. General, that was a footprint. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they really, yeah, there's a lot of like like banging, banging everybody over the head with stuff and and just staying and going off in different directions anyways let's get through this this is gonna be a slog yeah Uh, let's not go longer than the two hour and a quarter time um vicky lewis right is that who we see yeah um what happened there what is she up to these days that's news radio one right yeah yeah Uh, uh, is she still working? Yeah, Upside Down Magic, a TV movie, The Blacklist. Like, still, like she's she's not the, you know, she's not in uh, you know event films anymore. This is probably her biggest role in terms of uh, motion pictures, I would guess. She was, what's the one she was in? I want to say it's uh, Pushing Tin. There's one where I'm pretty sure she plays a bodybuilder. Maybe, maybe I'm a bodybuilder. Interesting. Yeah, I, um, I could be wrong. Occasionally, it happens. I don't think it. I don't. But if it's pushing ten, I don't think that's Godzilla level in terms of uh, high profile role. I bet you she's still getting Godzilla checks somehow. Wouldn't you? Would you imagine? Are the people in Godzilla still getting paid? This is a question I asked throughout this. That this movie seem in my mind has had zero lasting power. Mm-hmm. It does, and we can keep revisiting this. But it genuinely seems to be made by people who had no concept that HD televisions were going to be a thing in only a couple yeah. of years. Like, yeah. 
the effects I will not say are PlayStation level. I will say they are PlayStation Two level. <laughs> they're, uh, like, I think they're they're fifty fifty. I think that the times when that when it's the uh, the stuff in the in the city, it looks really good. I thought the stuff with the the I, were I am shit. going to challenge you. Yeah. that every building in that place is lit exactly like a street in yeah. uh, in Disneyland. There is no personality to the buildings at all. Yeah. Look, the whole thing looks like video game cutscenes. But but I, I, I especially I, I think that fits with uh, that idea of uh, what I wanted from a shitty Godzilla movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't care if we're seeing that that like that those kind of little. Uh, um... Yeah. No. I I I I had that thought a few times that mm-hmm. that is kind of what we want, but that's that to me feels like a cop-out in this case because you're not selling it as we're doing this as a Godzilla movie. We're doing this as a fuck-off. We have the best effects. I know. You think those Japanese people know how to do it? <laughs> no! Let's, yes. let's show you how the U.S. of A. does it. It totally and it, is. it has complete... Like, I will not pretend to have any knowledge of Godzilla. I have watched a total of, like, three minutes of all of them combined. Yeah. But I will say that Man in Suit has so much more personality than anything the monster shows in this. Yeah, like I, I, I don't love the design. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate it. After a while, it doesn't get like it. It just feels like another. Like it doesn't feel like a special monster. It feels like a monster that that it doesn't feel like a like a an iconic monster. Zero personality. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's what you like going back like. I can't, this was never my genre, but like mm-hmm. when you look at King Kong, when you look at any of those creatures, there has to be a level of sympathy, which you barely get when they finally kill it the second time. Yeah, and they went for and it. And they can't even do the eye on that thing as well as they did the eye at that point four years before From in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. I agree, yeah. Um, yeah, that part it definitely sucked um that we see uh, after vicky lewis yeah okay, we looked into her uh we see there's a sneeze in the hand uh uh joke and handshake that, that i i we both acknowledge my wife and i well, couldn't make that joke nowadays yep uh, uh and then we, we 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 meet the lead actress so the lead uh um you know love interest for matthew broderick who is played by maria patillo um man she got the she got the Razzie for this year, yeah. and uh, went on to just quit acting and, and and like is raising a family now. It sounds like she's she's doing fine. I, I mean, she didn't really quit acting. I think she just. I think I, I, it sounds like this. There's talk that this kind of uh, you know haunted her. I imagine if if she would have got would have been in this position ten years later, it could have been a lot worse, right? As sure. you know, with some uh, leading ladies. Um, She's not good, but it's also such a nothing yeah, role. Yeah, and right. The, and the dialogue is so bad, and the dialogue does is so difficult. And 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 her and Bro- and Broderick doesn't do her any favors in part. This if can we throw him under the bus now? And yeah. I will. I will own that Matthew Broderick is in some of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But I think a great Broderick performance needs an edge. He's great at having a bit of a smart-ass attitude and also be the innocent guy who's very vulnerable, but he still needs a bit of Ferris. He needs a little bit of, like, 
hey, you can't talk to me like that. Or if you're going to talk to me like that, I get my comeuppance another way. Yeah. And we and I don't guess that, get any of that I in guess this. They, just, tr- they kind of tried to achieve that by like, what's wrong with the Frenchman? <laughs> But it like no, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He's so bland. His character is so bland, man. But but is is there to just kind of solve so many fucking problems? Yeah, like he's an expert. Everything everything is oh science, 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 science. science. He, the the logic leap that he comes to, where it's I'm just gonna pop into this drugstore. Hey, innocent, innocent pharmacist working the night shift. Could you tell me all of these that has chemical I just yes. made up? Ugh. Of course. Ugh. Ugh. That's like, that's early. That's like early. <laughs> it doesn't get much better after that. Nope. Um, so yeah, so lead actress does not do, is, is not in the best of positions, this Maria Patello. Um, I, I feel like she, she, there, there's, prob- there's probably a, a, a role for her at this time in her life. I don't think Godzilla was it. I think somebody somebody saw something. I think there is. She's got a beautiful face. The camera loves her. And I think she has a nice little quirk. And I think with, with something that wasn't, oh gosh, if she could have been like a supporting character or, a, a, you know, kind of nerdy neighbor or something on something, I think she could have been fine. I, yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. Like, giving her the Razzie seems so unfair because it's a... <sighs> It's a nothing role. Yeah. And her entire Welcome. role. Welcome is- to Hollywood, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's really stick it to the broad who decided to try and play a love interest. <laughs> no, like she, she, her entire character is, is that my ex-boyfriend? P.S. There's a giant lizard. Like it's so, yeah. why she would have to care about that and also have to deal with the harassment of all the voices oh. Simpsons we should talk about okay that's what I wanted to get to oh. why are there so many voices of the Simpsons in this film yes. Even some who are not known for their acting roles Harry Sheriff so right away we're introducing him he's like a, a, a sexual assaulter that she has to work with who's her yep. higher up who's totally using the direct Kent Brockman voice for this whole yep. film um uh, and then later uh Hank Azaria who, who character I don't figure out until about two thirds through the film like who is this dork who yeah. is this dork and, but, but he he is he's our droid in this movie he's right. our eyes the right. first time we see Godzilla's face right. it's through him right so I, I don't hate I don't I don't hate Hank Azaria in this or his part eventually it just I will t- also say Hank Azaria does the most character voices like in most things like as a parent, I'm sure you've heard him in a ton of stuff. And yet I always forget real, real snack on screen. Hank Azaria is a great looking dude. He is a handsome man, and, right? And was a great looking dude for like 20 years. Like yeah. along, come Pauly, along came Polly, where he's the, uh, the French snorkel uh, right. one. Or who also, steals uh, Birdcage, obviously. Of course. Yeah, yes. Right? Closer to this era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, he got Oscar uh, uh, buzz for his birdcage performance. I can remember. He played a homosexual. How do you <laughs> do right, that? That's his magical. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um. So, uh, I I must say I like the early running gag of people mispronouncing uh, his oh, name. The microaggressions that worked. That worked. Uh, they they always got it wrong. Of Nick Costopoulos or whatever the fuck it was. We cut to Eastern Seaboard, uh, U.S um something is dragging in these uh fishing boats pulling under uh there's a roar like an ominous roar this is good stuff that's the stuff we want 
uh, but Jesus Christ, like the, they would, they would, it would be like 20 minutes in between each of these little things after yeah. a while. Um, I laughed out loud at the group meeting where they were all like kind of uh, like kind of calmly explaining the monster. Um, that was funny. They cut to uh, this is so feels like that. Yeah, that late 90s kind of try to throw in that extreme. We're going to cut to uh, New York. Uh, but as here, we're going to put it up in this green font, the city that never sleeps. And now here's what I want to throw out to you, uh, Brad. You, you can fight me on this, but you know, you know, who I think's a character in this film. I'm listening. The city of New York. I am going to say the city of New York that is a character in this film is the equivalent of your dad making a New York set for his trains to go through. Sure. Like yep. it's barely the highlights and mm -hmm. the stuff that they blow up mm -hmm. looks mm -hmm. very like, doesn't this look so much yeah. like the Chrysler building? Like I bet you he spelled it Macedon Square Garden or something yeah. like that, right? Like little mistakes like that. Yeah. Like but he, but so... he mentions like three or four important ones. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but they just, well, this was also just a bad era for the Chrysler building. Like that yeah. same summer, the top of it got taken off in uh, Armageddon and in this. That's right. And that, like that's so of the era, right? Yep. Um, to, to throw little things in like that. And, I didn't, um, I didn't dislike, I honestly, I honestly didn't dislike the way that they did it in this movie. I liked the, the way they used the Brooklyn Bridge as a thing. And I like the way that the MSG is like kind of that. I remember on the big screen when he shows up at the end there uh, at that, that second reveal that it kind of works <laughs> or at the time. Uh, so I didn't hate that, that, uh, that it was landmarks that, that were, key plot points i just think sure. they should have just committed to that and uh, uh got rid of a lot um so uh she sees nick on the tv everything is so so many of those plots of convenience um here's what i love like i wish it could have just been a bunch of these of that, that like that guy going fishing in the bum stock you know, you're never gonna catch anything you know what i mean the trailer that, scene i think yeah this is emmerich and, and this is their sweet spots you know yeah. what i mean like just go ahead and do like fucking chaplin with sound with a little bit of sound for the rest of your lives and then throw in some of these crazy uh things and maybe that is you know maybe they have found a way to do that i'm gonna ask you an honest question because this thought occurred to me multiple times which mm -hmm. is around their wheelhouse i i don't know if you asked yourself the same thing but i kept asking is this the one that harvey firestein is in <laughs> and what a missed opportunity <laughs> to kill harvey firestein in every one of their movies like i i love him he's a treasure he's a go-to yeah but it would be like every time it's uh, i'm somewhere different in new york <laughs> Oh, oh, come on. Why God, am I in this position You've got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. This traffic. Here I am at the Ed Sullivan Theater. <laughs> I love it. That should have been their trademark. God damn it. Uh, There's uh, so many more New York things because this is like we're mm -hmm. right in peak Letterman. How you don't have Mujibur and Sira Jewel get killed. Right, right, yeah. It would I, have cost I don't nothing. Think, I don't think Hollywood had figured out how to be that cute yet. And I, yeah. I don't think they, they were, they were kind of, they didn't want to cross the streams yet too, as they do yep. now, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I was wondering how practical are the special effects at this point? Like it looks, like it looks very expensive. And in a way <sighs> that wouldn't be expensive now, or like way, it, 
areas where they wouldn't spend money now uh, in terms of creating these monster fucking sets that they're using for like a, a, a minute and a half maybe of screen time. Like almost all of their stuff, the the models look so much better than the CGI, mm-hmm. but this is not a good era of CGI. Like this is, if See, any, if if anybody cared about this movie even a touch, mm-hmm. it would have gotten a uh, an upgrade, like a 4K retransfer, good and point. actually just just redo some of this stuff because it's like it's HD like, does it no favor. It, it just does not. there's no like weight Buffy. to anything. It's like Buffy in parts. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> okay. So here's this other fucking ridiculous part of the story plot, which is so just like, again, just like uh, Emmerich and uh, Devlin have got this money in there. And, you know, you know, we made a lot of money with Independence Day, but those critics were fucking assholes, man. So we got to find a way <sighs> to stick it to these assholes. I know. Dude, let's do that one of the mayor. But let's not say that he's Roger Ebert. We'll just say Mayor Ebert. And his assistant is Gene. So it's not Gene Sisko. It's just like, fuck you guys. So <sighs> stupid. So, like, and, yeah. <laughs> just, it's, and again, great that guy's. Like the guy who plays Ebert is in everything. Yeah. We've, we've seen his face a ton yeah. of times. Yeah. But. Not only do you do that, you just make them so impotent. Like, not even getting in the way, not doing anything. Like, the mayor should be a character in this. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't just be yelling. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't want to sound like I, I was expecting this to, you know, we just saw Boogie Nights. Why can't we have that level of characters? <laughs> but it's, you're yeah. throwing so many ingredients in the stew and yeah. none of them amount to much. Yeah. But uh, anyways, right after we see this Ebert character playing the mayor, the grumpy mayor, we see it. And I had to, uh, like, uh, I first, like, I had to wait until she spoke. But I'm like, to, to Christine, I'm like, is that Nancy Cartwright? <laughs> that's Nancy Cartwright, I think. I think that's the third Simpson voice we've yeah. seen. And then, uh, sure enough, hey, dude, as soon as she talks, basically, she sounds just like him. So, what, cow, man. so what is the connection there? I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, we learn a little bit more because this wasn't even Fox, was it? I know. This is Columbia. I know it's so fucked up. It's so fucked. We'll show them (laughs) the same agent or something. Some weird connection. Um, we learn a little bit about. We know that that Nick still has feelings for this girl. I think uh, Godzilla uh, walks through New York. He shows up like. this is what I mean. I kind of like this. I didn't hate this. The, the effects here, I didn't hate. I think when they're kind of hiding, they're able to hide it in the rain because, God damn it, it's either rain or it's dark. Yeah. Raining or it's dark for this whole movie. There's no color palette to this film. It's just garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and uh, I, I didn't mind the, um, like the way this looked. Uh, Hank, so Hank goes and sets up the camera and gets into action. And here we heard the first of it within like five minutes, like slurs from uh, Hank's girlfriend. She calls him. She's like, "Get back here, you R word." Yep. <laughs> and then later calls him a wop. That I don't feel. I don't feel bad about saying that because you can still make fun of Italians. It's never racist. Um. <laughs> so the is it? Is it good? No, no, I am. I am. <laughs> As a good camera gag um, with the foot stomp. I don't mind that. That's that's so of the era there, too. Like, 
Um, it reminds me, oh, that's the other thing. Uh, it reminds me of um, some of the better jokes in Speed and, and some of the, the, or the stuff that worked in Speed and, and uh, even in Speed 2, there was some shit that, that had like little jokes like that. Uh, that were on. And uh, Yann DeBont was originally slated to direct uh, uh, Godzilla. Okay. And I wonder if we'd have a better movie there. Um, I would say one of the things that that scene hits that I feel like would be different in this era, partially just because we do effects differently, but I just think we're more used to it now. There's no reverberations in this movie. And that's something that kept occurring to me. Like when you have something that big taking a step, it's going to leave an impact. And also it's going to shake yeah. the stuff around him sure. where that was like, you see Hank Azaria and like Chaplin, the, the foot goes around him and then he stands up and there's no effect to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I point this out only because there was so many places where we could have had fun with that. Like, later on when he dives into the uh the hudson have a tidal wave come back yeah like yeah, have yeah. something re like have some yeah. sort of sense of displacement yeah. but because there's no physics to this movie that's another scene that just uh, but also I, I think yeah there's no physics but also i think like uh, technology that kind of rumble kind of thing and stuff was like sure. literally literally a year away I right. well, I will point out that this was the era where the N64 did come with a rumble pack, so I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> and the technology oh, was man. there, we were just I'm opting so not to I'm use so it. I'm so close to doing video game episodes, I, mean, I think I might start with, but I'm going back to like in television, I want to go back like so far back. Oh, you That's want you want to talk pump and jump, you want to have your ColecoVision. I had the sports action controllers, nice. I had the roller controller, and I was terrible <laughs> at all of them. Friends came over to finish games for me. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's, you know. That's how you get friends. <laughs> so, I, so they make the choice to not show Godzilla's face, but they still show that he's really big here. I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that because they, they find oh. a way to show. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't love the real reveal of when we finally see his face just because he doesn't have that personality that we were hoping No, there's nothing to it. For. There's nothing fun. But I like that they were still kind of teasing it at this point. Yeah. And, I, and right. like I said, I didn't hate the special effects at, at this point either. In fact, I thought, I thought they were okay. Um, uh, uh, there's a threesome. Okay, wait a second. He dis Godzilla disappears for a minute, and then we get the uh, the dude from Melrose Place. What's this actor's name? Doug Savant. Man, you want to talk about Maria Patillo being like having to deal with like the heavy lifting of like a major motion picture? This guy, man, just ugh, just did not do it for me. <laughs> like he just reeks of Melrose Place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. That's all. He was, a, he was an incredibly sexy actor who conveyed emotion and uh, serious storytelling. I agree. Yes. Yes. I'm not yeah. up to one oh for life. You know yeah. that about me, and I nothing know, has buddy. changed. I know. I've, I've probably watched uh, more of. Oh no, it's probably pretty close. I was pretty deep into now to one oh for its first run, but I remember years later when Melrose Place was on reruns late at like twelve thirty at night. Uh, uh, I'd watch them religiously. I I, I binged through uh, uh, seasons, so I probably I remember him being around. But anyways, like he just he. he I think he's the the worst actor in this movie. <laughs> There's uh, not a lot of uh, like uh, greatness here, even from the good actors. Um, uh, so this is when she says the crazy wop line, and there's a threesome joke. Like none of this would be 
post like nowadays everybody wants to leave new york we get ebert with gene in the chopper there's a fat joke because he likes to eat uh the uh, thing again this is so just bush league that it's it's bush league that the fucking uh um studio was like yeah no that's good yeah keep that in there you know like, what i mean a couple years before gremlins 2 had the the balls to cast leonard malton to kick the shit out of him like if you're gonna That's... pick on the critic, bring him in and then bully him like he's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it should be Gene Shallot. He's much more uh, comical <laughs> to the visual uh, media. He's easier to caricature. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, we the Reno. Uh, we hear. Um, oh, Reno puts a spider tracer on Ebert here. Somehow. Sure does. So we're still not sure who he is. In an uh, era where a foreigner could just walk up and put his hand on the yeah, mayor's neck. Right, right, yeah. There's a lot of pre-9-11 stuff. I mean, obviously, we've seen the, the, the towers in this. You see tons of the towers and also the fighter jets launching actual weapons inside the... New York uh, City, yeah. Like, the the oh, Manhattan city limits. <laughs> so weird to watch now. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, we see a Pepsi machine in the wreckage that really stands out. It's well lit. That's the first. Uh, there's not a lot in the, as I said, in the first, uh, like, God, it feels like nine tenths of this film, but they really pack them all in at the end. Um, uh, uh, that We learn that this is uh, Broderick is the, the kind of animal expert. He knows everything. And we see that there's a bit of uh, the French stakeout taking class. Um, oh, yeah. their, their little enemy of the state scene in the. Yeah. Uh... yeah. In their car, uh, Kodak product placement here. Uh, the truck dumps a bunch of fish into the middle of the city because they're gonna, they're gonna bring her in or bring him out there to get it. Um, so here's a question. I don't want to get too much into gender politics already, right, right, but right. it lays eggs. Multi, like we're aware of the eggs. Why are we still going with he? I don't know. I don't get it either. I feel like, uh, like I think it's like, uh, I think they make it known earlier because it's meant to show that he's the only one. Right. Um, and it has like this weird kind of abnormality about it that that can that can still kind of uh, spawn. And I think yeah. maybe there's less loose ends. Maybe they figured out in some fucking production meeting that well, over over again, copious amounts already, of cocaine. You already have the Jurassic Park nature finds a way that you could give. But to me, once it lays eggs. I think even in 98, we were okay with the female hunter. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it either. I don't know why he's like, oh, so he's a she. Like, why not commit to that? I don't get that either. Also, uh, we, we completely gloss <clears throat> over the opportunity. Like, they, they just, they do exactly the way we did it. Of The Japanese person clearly says Gojira the same yes, way it's yes. actually spelled in Japan. Yeah. And then, it's, oh, I think you said Godzilla. We don't make a joke of it. We just, yeah. that's what it Although becomes. she, she, she kind of like says, no, he's saying Gojira, you assholes. So maybe that's meant to be like, uh, we hear you nerd boys, even at this time. Um, we read so, you Starlog. I thought this is <laughs> Starlog. Of course, that's all existed. At this yeah, time. that was it. Wizard Magazine and Starlog. <laughs> that was our voice. <laughs> Letters to Marvel. So, uh, I thought, like again, this is the part where like they just have these long drags where where the the monster disappears and it's just like, oh, how are we going to figure this out? Blah, 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 blah. And there's like for a second here, it's like exciting action as Broderick is leading the army guys to manhole covers. Yeah, but but that seems like such an opportunity that we could have had fun with. Of how is this giant thing 
able to disappear. And it's just, oh, we dug a hole and we all didn't notice. Like, it's so bizarre. Yeah, so many missed opportunities. Um, but it's like, but at the same time, just trying to, to let it predator force, force that you can you time. imagine the planes going and all of a sudden yes. the unpredators behind them and then swipes yeah. them out of the air. I let me it. write it for you, Roland. <laughs> Did you see? I just saw uh, this couple um, costume of a predator and somebody who's uh, and her her husband is dressed entirely like um, uh, like he's um, infrared skinned. <laughs> That's perfect. Wow. That great. That's pretty good. Um, so Broderick is like this kind of, it's weird that he, Godzilla finally emerges. We get a bit of the vertigo effect there. That was nice, I guess, whatever. Um, Broderick has the steady uh, kind of confidence in this face of danger. It doesn't make sense. You're right, as you've mentioned earlier. Um, <clears throat> the scene doesn't really match. Um, I remember, what's his face? That that Melrose guy. We need a bigger gun. This is when I wrote just woefully miscast. <laughs> they <laughs> they shoot at him as he runs away, and Godzilla breathes fire. That's the kind of stuff like yeah, that's what we want to see here, right? Sure. Um, I laughed out loud at the Sidewinder missiles uh, taking out the Chrysler building here, missing him. Uh, I, here's I think the effects are good here still. I thought they still look good here. Um, and again, I think again another missed opportunity. That cold blooded, he's cold blooded, so we can't like uh, sink on where he is. Like that's again like a big. That's a big kind. Like that's a whole movie in itself. If you sure. wanted to uh, build it around there, how many movies did they try to fit into that? That's a question. <laughs> yeah, a lot. They tried to make a sequel with the first movie here. That's totally what this is. As soon as you're oh, bringing yeah. in babies, like, what are you doing, man? Son, well, of, son of Godzilla in Godzilla? Come on. For sure. But also, let, let's not forget about how obsessed the country was with raptors in this era. Like, right. that was, that was we so need it, something man. small and agile. Right. That's so it. Like it's like, again, reeks of that, like focus group, like the early kind of focus group. This is this is probably close to when uh, that Poochie episode came out. Right. They probably were looked exactly like that. Yep. <laughs> um, but I like again, as I said, they shoot when they shot the fire at him looks good. And I thought the effects here looked all right. They'll see it. I love that. I, I did. I didn't mind this whole sequence of those three helicopters getting kind of tricked by him and stuff. I thought that was really good. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this kind of stuff, if they could have found ways to just kind of put this in here into, as you said, 75 to 80, I think, I think 95 minutes. I think they could have pulled it off sure. in 95 minutes. Um, and just commit to being dumb Godzilla. Like, how are we going to do this? Um, but uh, then they would have had something. You have a couple points like this where Godzilla all of a sudden becomes Rommel. Like, he's a military genius yes. who's able to not only evade Woo. you, but use your weapons yeah. against you yeah. like he's See, somehow Tai Chiing right. his way through, <laughs> and then the rest of the just... time, <laughs> for I don't know, I'm about gonna go lay my eggs, yeah. sir. Eggs in a place where no one's ever gonna look. Like there's not another Rangers game for like days. I... It's perfect, <laughs> and no, like this bugged me at the time, and I again, I get, I get. <laughs> hung up on the stupid things but how did he get from japan to new york was this a panama canal situation you're right did, like yeah the well, fact no, he's that coming the, to the if, east coast no you're right it doesn't make any had, fucking sense if he had been going to san francisco i'm in you're right but he had to go around isn't he coming out of france no he's coming out of france right like the front the indo it, it, like, 
I have to go still, back. Still, it's involved. The French are involved. We know the French are involved. <laughs> I still am confused why the French were involved. It, it it makes no sense. I believe the French have nukes, right? The French have nukes. Sure. So if if I think that, like by definition, you could have picked any <laughs> power, any 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 foreign superpower who had nukes, who could have been responsible for this, and who are coming to to clean up their mess. And Jean mm. Reno was sexy as fat. Yeah, if only we'd had a hot Russian at the time. It could have been Red Dawn, too. (laughs) Could have been Lundgren if this thing was like six years earlier. Anyways. And you leave in pieces. (laughs) You you think he is cold-blooded? All right. Uh, So as I said, the lulls in this film are just like lulls. Yeah. Um, like, it's so stupid. As he, he goes here to get this pregnancy test, as you said, like, that is so awful. Like, uh, like I kind of love the idea of it, but come up with some MacGyver way that you can test it. Like, it's such mm-hmm. a weird aside. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's so, so quick the way everybody's kind of snapping things together here. Um, uh, it's, and it's so convenient that, he, that she runs into him there. Just ugly dialogue and zero chemistry between the two uh it reads like a it, there's certain scenes and this is what i did almost after a while i didn't hate it because it reads like a bad translation of an old uh, japanese godzilla film in parts and if they could have pulled that off and into a way that's almost like wachowski uh, speed racer the way sure uh, right then we got something yeah. there could have been something fun but the other thing that's really crazy that i was thinking about in this exact same summer is also the summer that Hello Nasty comes out from the Beastie Boys. Mm. So we literally got to see one of the most iconic versions of Man in Suit in a city where it was super fun. Yeah. And at this point, I'm going to say more influential. You're right. You're right. I think think more has been affected and more has been influenced by that album than Mm -hmm. has been this movie. Well, sure. (laughs) Yes. Uh... It's yeah. it's not a tough statement to no. make. I, I, <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think there's a lot of directors pointing to this as their hey, moment of hey, hey. That's when I found the power of the cinema. <laughs> my my cinema paradiso moment. I looked up and I saw it was a footprint. It was actually a footprint. It was a cameraman, and his name was Animal. But animal. He was our I eyes. How to get to that animal? He was our eyes. Just ugly dialogue, as I said. Um, so he, he gets a pregnancy test and it works. He figures out that, that Godzilla's nesting. Um, she s- sees that he's still got feelings through these pictures that he still keeps. Like, that's so lazy, man. But I, like, I, don't, I don't hate that, that part of this. Like, if it could have just committed to just simple, like I said, like a chaplain kind of uh, sure. uh, 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 storytelling here, then fine but i think they're just like but honestly them- let's talk more rock like have the have the kids who are at the convenience store mm-hmm. have to figure out what they're doing like cloverfield did a bit and i know yeah. that's a bunch of years away but yeah it's i don't know it's easy to i don't want to feel like i'm i'm mm-hmm. back like i'm backseat directing this but it's just you you literally had every opportunity and you know i'm going to the event movie to see the event why are you bogging it down with this? I think, I don't know. Like, like again, but like you look at like the modern event movies, like the big ones are, are still like, I think as you agree, you're also long, like too long now, right? Way too long, always. Um, so I, I think I think there's something that um, about keeping, 
I don't know. I like that. There's something about the length of this that I think uh, execs or like these, like these big wigs are still trying to, it gives us, it gives it a bit more weight or something. If like, Oh, it's longer than two hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, it was a huge mistake, <laughs> huge mistake here. Um, there's, as you say, there's an eyeball reveal here in the in the sewer that looks really bad. Um, <clears throat> more of the awful kind of Broderick and the army guy con and the mayor meeting these room discussions that just are so just there to just speed shit up. And there are <laughs> so many establishing shots of yeah. rooms of people making decisions. Mm -hmm that are really just and then i pointed a gun yeah like yeah i think we're we're almost at the point i'm i'm probably jumping on a bit but we're gonna get to the submarine where all of a sudden we we get the power struggle of we're these guys from, we're still away from the submarine oh <laughs> we're at the, the part we're at the part where like again this is when we were first starting to see uh, kevin dunn and another great actor who uh, I like it's just like here to just spout just fucking cliches which is fine again like if you could have done it sparingly and not just had him be like these key like kind of like uh you know doctors no not doctors like more like fail safe like <laughs> like serious discussions where they're trying to figure out how to handle things i think this is where the movie became influential because a young michael bay saw that and said that is shia's dad yeah, that's right you are gonna carry us through my transformers uh, legacy wow was he in all of them he what well as all the ones a child was in i think yeah is he, is he so, he, so not bumblebee we have not confirmed that kevin dunn is in bumblebee yet. well I no could, none I of could, those characters i could are bumblebee. click i could click on his name right now but i'm not gonna do it i'm, I'm gonna say confidently i saw bumblebee in the theater yeah is it awesome fun. i heard it's pretty red you know it they, yeah. the transformers look like the transformers that's really yeah. all i ever wanted yeah uh, but i but there's like a guy man i've never really enjoyed a Transformers movie. I can't say no. that I've enjoyed a Transformers movie. No. Um. Anyways, I'm still. We're still awaiting the reveal of the French dude's real jobs. That's what I say at this yeah. point. Uh, we hear the first uh, bit of the uh, the soundtrack. We hear the David Bowie cover by the Wallflowers, of Heroes. Give me a quick grade out of ten for uh, Heroes by Wallflowers. Well, I, you know, I can say this to you because you were involved as well. I'm going to say all of my Wallflowers um, opinions are influenced because he was the opening act for him and uh, Sean Lennon opened for our uh, our Pearl Jam that we ended up going to see in Seattle yeah, at that yeah. Hooters time that we mentioned. <laughs> That's right. During that, and, is the Yield tour. Yep. And I yeah. still, like there's a few moments in my life of watching guys on stage tell Jagoffs in the audience off. Yeah. I was hoping. And I, I still remember him like looking at a guy who was trying to create a mosh pit with people who had no interest in a mosh and like, pit. And yeah, I think he's mentioning like girls and stuff getting pushed around. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Hey, tonight when all your friends have abandoned you and you're drunk and asleep on your ba on your bathroom floor, I, thought, yeah, I think he said like my face. Yeah, remember this face, pal. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go into a song. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's uh, the biggest thing I remember about Jacob Dillon as well. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. That was the first I remember. That was a time when I had never seen Pearl Jam and uh, uh -huh. I, I was loving Pearl Jam at that time. And I remember they came out and Eddie, the first thing he said was we're home and then got went into corduroy and it was just like for my age uh, like at that time man again like this kid who wasn't able to, to order the 
extra hot wings at, at Hooters. That was, that was like, that was huge, man. I remember that being uh, big for me. Now, um, but now that we are, you know, I don't want it to get too off rail because we still have 18 hours of film to get through. That's right. But now that we are 22 years on from that moment, mm-hmm. tell me the truth. If you had it to do over again, would you still go see Pearl Jam? Or would you go see Hanson, who were playing next door That's the, same, right. the night. same night? That's crazy. No, of course. At that time, see, uh, Hanson, I know, but you know, <laughs> you uh, have it, to put on a brave it's, face. It's no secret that I that I that I adore Hanson. I probably listened to more. I've probably listened to more Hanson songs in the last ten years than Pearl Jam songs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, but that's not to say that I don't still have like a appreciation for Pearl Jam. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course i like that question though it's a good one um wallflowers give me your fucking ranking uh heroes out of 10 this cover um i remember liking it a lot but i will also admit like my knowledge of bowie at this point was the two the two disc best greatest hits that i sure, had sure. so i it wasn't a song that was attached. So much of that era was like, oh, people cover Bowie songs and that's how you find out. I didn't know The Man Who Fell to Earth before Nirvana covered it. Like, the Man Who Sold a, the World. Yeah, That's that's the one I meant. The but Man Who Fell to... Yeah. You remember when whole, he covered yeah. the Bowie movie that he was in? He was amazing. <laughs> I wish he'd done Cat People. <laughs> Just looking for a number, man. If you got one off the top of your head, if you can remember it. Um, I would say what what... Where would I rank that out of 10? I would probably, I've listened, I've probably listened to that one just as much. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a solid seven and a half. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. I was listening to it uh, recently. We, 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 uh, we dug it up. Uh, or, or like, you can't find the full, that's the thing. I own the soundtrack. The soundtrack went platinum. Yep. Um, uh, and I, and I and I owned it. I know I owned it because I remember blaring it way too loud at uh, when we worked at Blockbuster that that one night, and somebody got mad at us. It was it was a Godzilla soundtrack at that time, right? It was it was like like two in the morning or something. Like, uh, and there was a second time uh, when I was also blaring uh, the, the Godzilla soundtrack, where a neighbor at my my home at that time uh, knocked on the door and was uh, pissed off with me. But we were doing inventory uh uh can you remember these nights when we were doing inventory we were joined by a friend uh, uh danny wilson I'll, I'll try to message him that that to, to listen to this show we were doing inventory and uh, of course and, and we were playing that we didn't realize we, we were blaring the godzilla soundtrack we, we were yeah we did not realize that the outside speakers had been on the entire time and this was something that Blockbuster used to have us do. We would have to do monthly inventory where on Wednesdays you would do all the sell-through and then Saturday night you would have to do all the rental. You would have to scan every physical item that was in the store. Yeah. And it was maddening, but it was that foolishness of your early 20s where it's was like, well, yeah, I just work all night and then I get the next day off. They weren't giving us overtime for it. It was just... Well, you don't yeah. have to work the next day, yeah. and that felt like that felt like vacation. So we did it, mm-hmm. and, and and we had a, we had like free access to those chips, the bacon. What was it? Bacon sour cream. Um, sour cream how dare bacon. you? How dare you? It was smoky bacon. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, oh those made you gassy. But um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. One, 
I wonder if I that, could... that machine still exists Ooh. that created that concoction. For sure. Please, no, they burned that. <laughs> this recipe dies with me. We would get all the, like, if, they, if, they, if the ex- expiry date passed, they were, they were yeah. ours. Like, sweet gold, baby. Listen <laughs> to that. All the spoiled chips you can eat. And we nice. felt like kings. Fucking nice. Oh, so yeah, we were, we were there. And we had the soundtrack and terrified because somebody just came and full on bashed on the window. <laughs> like, it looks like a biker. Turn. Oh, I have a very distinct memory. And I don't know if you share this memory with me, yeah. but. He had a Batman in, shirt on? He had a, but he had a distinct Batman shirt. In, in 89, in the summer of when Burton's Batman came out, as I remember it in Canada, there were only two designs of batman t-shirts there was the classic logo and then there was a squared off one that was a silhouette of batman in like light like lightning showing in the background (laughs) and this guy was an alternate cut dude the the bat signal i think you could see the bat signal in it yeah he was not going to be a basic fish on this one he wanted to show you that he went deep yeah and yeah he but was also, not happy yeah. and it was one of those situations too though like i make jokes but how pissed off was that poor guy yeah, like how long Why is this lo- blockbuster blaring puff daddy at three how long four? do you lie in bed thinking they're gonna figure it out where <laughs> you finally put on flip-flops across the street oh i feel yeah, for that guy. i am that guy that was my curse i became yeah, that yeah. guy i get it um so whatever so luckily everybody's watching the news but harry Shearer has stolen this report from from audrey who stole the video from broderick she totally betrays him because hank azaria told her to be kind of tough and sometimes you got to break the rules and uh well broderick is off okay the mo yep <laughs> big time big time uh vicky lewis says she will try and uh find the rest so she's kind of like broderick's kind of girl on the inside Audrey bumps into to Broads one more time. Another really As rough As you do scene. in a small town like New York. Yeah. The score really tries, like another really rough, here's where like the score really tries to amplify the, the work between them and it just doesn't work. Uh, uh, old Nick Costopoulos is getting shanghaied by the Frenchman. Like, I guess you'd call it uh, Paris or Paris. I don't know. He <laughs> gets stolen by them. We Those find out words. that uh, the French Secret Service um, Says America tells them that the Americans aren't looking for the nest airplane. They don't care anymore. Uh, Animal Azaria. At this point, I went like, "What are we supposed to think about this? This mook?" I actually wrote down mook. I haven't wrote down M O O K. Is my guess. I think that's how you spell it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Like Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Reno. Reno talks about the uh, the French uh, nuke test, kind of leaving a bad trail that they're kind of having to clean up. Uh, I like at this point. At this point, I really like uh, Renault's uh, buddies, like the way they are dressed and like yeah. we work in, uh, in high tech things. We are here. We are kind of French nerds. We're Little going to different. steal your girlfriends. <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> I'm going to steal your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Can we just Another- have a quick shout out to Henri right now? Henri. He'll yeah. never hear this. So uh, uh, one of our uh, one of the early managers at Blockbuster was a, 
a shorter Asian gentleman, probably had a, a maybe a year or two on you. Probably a few. No, years. no, he was he was either my age or a bit young, yeah. younger. Henry so Nguyen, was, I believe. His name was Henry, and uh, eventually we 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 called him uh, Henri, and uh, like we would say, and like uh, one time he was on the phone, and uh, we were Cheers fans at this time, and as you know, was Henri was Kelly's ex-girlfriend or Kelly's uh, Woody's fiance's ex-boyfriend and he kept saying i'm going to steal the girlfriend and i remember one time i don't time, think they ever actually dated i don't want to correct you but i don't think they dated oh. i think they were just friends and right it was and very... he was trying to find a way into the country yeah. yeah something like that yeah anyways um henry was on the phone for me once and brad uh told me he's like travis uh it's henry for you something about steal your girlfriend <laughs> well uh, let's also give you full credit that you would openly refer to him as the pocket rocket yes. in a reference to Henri Richard, yeah, totally. which I, that, that, that garnered a lot of respect from me. <laughs> yeah. I love deep about, cut references. The pocket rocket. Cause he's a short guy too, right? That's yeah. good. It was good. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> this is all getting cut. Come I said, on, I like, no, no, not a chance. I like, I like, I like Reynolds buddies. Oh, here we see Jamiroquai playing uh, deep underground. Do you have a grade for this song? Can you remember this one? There's I like don't. three. There's three songs that that kind of got released as singles. Uh, Come with me was the the smash hit. Wildflowers, the only one that matters. The wildflowers was well, got enough play because wildflowers yep. were big enough of that like kind of safe white boy band that uh, that uh, would have done the trick. Um, but uh, I think this this was a modest hit as far as I know because he was kind of like the hip kind of thing at the time. Yep. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Jamiroquai is just uh, not quite Stevie Wonder. He always is. Yep. Uh, there's a really rough uh, crying scene here with that. His is where she really kind of looks like, ugh. Um, but also, again, this scene looks like it's like out of Empire Records in the middle of this event movie. And that's where I think like she could have been fine as like a supporting character in something like that, right? Sure. Like she is, she is charming. Um, I also had a question that I had forgotten her name and with the design of Godzilla's face, do you think they were making open little shop of horror references? Hmm. You put a nerdy lead in, right? You've got a blonde. He's got glasses, on. He's got glasses yeah. on for most of it. Um, right. near the end it it's going to delve into almost 3D movie era where every time we see God's villain's face, he's coming straight into the camera. Cover your eyes. He's gonna be on your lap. He's gonna steal your popcorn. You know how Godzilla gets. He's going to steal your girlfriend. Oh no! Hold on tight. <laughs> yeah. No, I think yeah, maybe that like, it's probably just one of like fucking Amber gonna throw in this critics thing and all the yeah. Simpsons characters like they're just throwing all the shit at the wall. Totally. Like I think maybe that could have been first draft kind of thing, right? But then yeah. it just started getting pushed through. And that every... was Joss Whedon's pass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of who the who's the equivalent at this point. Uh, Steve Bochco. <laughs> um, could have been Columbus. Chris Columbus was doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, but he was never. Yeah, we'll figure this. We'll figure this one out. Like at like three in the morning tonight, we're gonna wake each other up. Um, we'll do a uh, reshoot like a dog in a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, this is weak ass storytelling, but 
but from the limited knowledge I have, as I said, a Godzilla movies like that, that, that when it got to that kind of weak ass storytelling, I'm like, yeah, just stick to this weak ass storytelling and, and, and get through sure. everything. Uh, Azaria is a hero and so are the French. Uh, I like the chewing gum. That's a, that's a good gag. I thought that was a pretty good gag. Um, Azaria and Audrey uh, follow, I wrote here, Ferris and the Frenchman towards the nest. Um, Godzilla emerges uh, and, and walks through New York City. Um, and meets the army in Central Park. Here I thought the effects are really good. Um, I, I thought in this part they really stood out as being good. The army guys shoot him again, and he dives into the ocean. But here's where all of a sudden the Navy is ready for him. Um, that some dive into the ocean. Like, I, I brought up the physics before, and I understand you can only do so much with that. He is Olympic-level diving. There yeah. is barely a ripple as he goes <laughs> through. Like, no cars get thrown aside. Delicate footwork. Twinkle toes through traffic. And just swan dives in and just boats not even disturbed. Kayakers were able to get That's through. That's an ode to canon. As you know, the, the, the Godzilla species are excellent divers. <laughs> um, yeah, Nature's no, I, Luganus. <laughs> uh, I, it was just an excuse to give them this. I, I, I like this kind of the Navy all of a sudden, we're ready, sir. Like all of a sudden they step in like, yeah, this is what they should have been like to jump from the, from land to sea to, to air. They should have been going like doing this for like, again, 90 minutes, just, just commit to this shit, you know? Um, uh, I, and I like this scene where the missiles are chasing after him. This looked like good. Uh, and it still looked okay to me. It's still, this looked fine. The only shit I, I hated oh, was the, uh, this is, this yeah. is, I this is where I'm going to disagree. This yeah. to me was where it actually got to the worst. Like the way Godzilla moves that there is literally no he is he moves around with the grace of my child moving an action figure through the bathtub. Like there is no consequence to anything of like we're over here. Well, okay, I'm just going to dance. Mm -hmm. Like it's water. Okay. It's a slower medium. I'm willing to buy in that he yeah. he's graceful and is able to do it, but he is so agile and so aware of this this earth thing known as missiles. Yeah, but I didn't care about like a, like a, I liked him being like I like him outsmarting him. That's the kind of thing. Like this is got kind of like uh, him uh, like when he was like triumphant on top of the building early on there. <laughs> but let him charge art a bit. Let him knock it with the tail, and he happens to get them through. <laughs> this like getting in their heads thing of oh i'm going to guide it right back to you yeah didn't see that one coming did you navy yeah but then we see like uh i like that like he takes out the anchorage i like they called that the anchorage that was a nice touch and we see that target destroyed so leaves it open they had to find a way to do it i didn't yep. hate it again if, in another movie if this is just just before he comes up in msg again uh, maybe at, like some like what would be perfect it's like uh, a ceremony to congratulate the heroes who have got rid of Godzilla and then he merges through the thing and fucks everybody up then we got something but we learn that there's uh, the eggs are, are found in MSG they're eggs in the arena um, there's a really great shot here I made my wife laugh where, where you see this where it's revealed that they're all like kind of in the seating and it does this kind of pan over and I kind of go play uptown girl thought that was pretty good um but like give me a break how are the how is no one gonna hear oh there's a bit of bit of noise in the middle of downtown there sorry yeah. <laughs> you know there is so much of the obliviousness that yeah. gets played on in that where it's just ah uh, 
Anyways. Yeah, yeah what am I going to do? They decide, they decide that we should put the French bombs on the eggs, and they do. And uh, they stand around stupidly as the babies kind of hatch and eat fish. They're all just kind of like, what? Huh? It's just this kind of like dumbfounded kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the worst, the worst kind of shit, that, especially in this era of event uh, movies. Um, that I think it still exists to some extent, but it was like that 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 stretch there was way longer than we'd see nowadays. Uh, so they're running away from a bunch of baby Godzillas. There's uh, traffic of people to get back into the city for some reason. I don't even know why they're throwing this in this extra bit of yeah uh, uh, shit here. Like, um, and can we talk about the baby Godzillas for a second? Yeah, they look awful. Could but... we have not designed two? Yeah. It is the same right. God, it is the same one yep. just copy paste copy right. paste copy paste again and again and again um that's what i mean man that's a, like that and just there should not have been, the baby shouldn't have been in this movie at all that's sequel stuff that's so sequel yep. stuff that just reeks of sequel stuff but that's so like indicative of the era and what Emmerich and Devlin were and and probably i remember I, I imagine them uh uh being the ones who suggest this like yeah most people would see this in a sequel but not us you know what i mean like fuck that you get your money's worth with us yeah. welcome to stargate yeah this is godzilla 1.5 uh so um where have we decided they're from <laughs> don't know who cares they're assholes that you just know that they're have they been me too yet it feels like they probably should <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Broderick's running around and trying out payphones. That's something that you don't see nowadays. We got a quarter for each of them, and none of the none of the things work. Yeah. Um, we learned that Jean Pierre and somebody didn't make it. Two of the Frenchmen are, are taken out, and then some other wormy Frenchman uh, gets as. Uh, gets uh, uh just before getting uh, this is the first big like bacardi product placement here's where they can get away with a ton of product placements because they're running around msg yeah. um i wonder if this is part of one of those again like production meetings don't worry we can fit so much in here um <laughs> the baby godzilla effects look bad that's what i've written down here they really do they look really bad um it looks like a commercial level like we're not yeah. quite it's just okay let's get them and let's get a bunch of them yeah and if we move past them fast enough they won't there's notice. some stuff in the elevator scene where you can tell they are using practical effects instead where it does look a bit better and it kind of looks like like again like that kind of spielberg uh kind of thing where he kind of steps them out uh but uh yeah not great uh I think it's like, why do we care about Audrey and Hank now who are kind of like following these guys? And just yeah. that's why I was asking that just as they kind of fall through the vent. I'm like, okay, I guess they're a team now, whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, wait, there's a code. <laughs> I thought that scene was ridiculous too, to get through the door. Why was that even in there? That just yeah. reeks of like uh, Decker, you know, like Tim Heidecker's like, uh, <laughs> like shitty uh, action, but like on purpose. Um there's a message. Uh, they're able to message out live from MSG. There's Audrey's big break. She announces to the world. Um, I love that when they reveal uh, the, the, the the MSG, they're basically, the babies are kind of walking through the uh, WrestleMania 10 entrance. <laughs> That's kind of the shot we get there. <laughs> um it's, it's so ridiculous he's like uh, they could replace us as the dominant species on the planet like they've all figured this out like this is just as i said this is like that's like that's like uh planet of the godzillas like that's yeah. three or four into the series 
Um, so they figure out they're going to blow up MSG. Um, here's where, like, I wanted to save. There's no way we're going to make it here. But we finally see the Blockbuster <laughs> product placement as they're running around the corner. My wife was like, that's perfect. That's hilarious. You got to mention that. Um, <laughs> Christine's voice has really changed in the quarantine. <laughs> Weird, man. Weird. Um, as I said, that many other uh, product placements, just like uh, one after the other here. Uh, they're tripped by gumballs. And it seems like he gets an idea here. Is that what this is supposed to be? I don't, I don't know. know. They really home alone this whole yeah. scenario yeah. here. Uh, big time. We see a swatch uh, product placement here. Is there anything more 90s or 80s than that? <laughs> swatch. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> um. Uh, what's we got this? Uh, Reno's uh, shooting down chandeliers. Um, uh, that to get them sequence out of here. is like s- the most convenient. I like, know, I know. do as I might. Like, explain to me how these fully formed creatures who are just ready to kill anything they get all of a sudden gets scared by these things dropping and then maintain the distance, distance it's, for everyone to run away. Oh, like and this. don't forget about 25 seconds before that sequence, they all revealed how long do we have until the planes get here? Less than about 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. So they had the ticking clock and then one last thing to try to give you this kind of sure moment. They're really going for that kind of T-Rex moment here. At, I, I think here and just the band, super, right? Super. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just bang a gong on the way. Is that, that is. <laughs> I think for sure. Nailed yeah. it. Well done, buddy. Um, it's, uh, MSG blows up. Uh, there's a, it's like, yeah, classic Emmerich at this point. They're like finding classic, uh, you know, landmarks and blowing them up. That was a thing to do. Um, I like the false finish here. I do. I like in a in a different movie, it's it's perfect. Yep. Um, but even even at this and point, if we weren't already at like at yeah. this point, an hour and three quarters. Yeah. Um, but Godzilla comes out, and I like the Godzilla emerging from the wreckage of, Ma- of Mass and Square Garden. I think. Honestly, I love was... the idea of him emerging. The scale is as bad as it yeah, gets. Yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, and here we get that classic line that I, 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 I think you're wrong. I think this has been used a few times since. Running would be a good idea. Like, yeah, just like as as cliche as you can get. Um, well, and also, we we haven't given enough credit to how far they weren't from msg when it blows up yeah yeah like they have just crested the doorway yes yes a bullet and i'm not gonna you're not gonna lure me into your debate of whether those missiles would melt uh steel beams i'm not playing but i am saying (laughs) if it blew up that big it would blow them a little further away (sighs) you're probably right he uh we see we see KFC for the first time. They really stretch it out where Godzilla kind of sees the babies too. Like, oh no. And those babies, like, that is some tough hide. We should make armor yeah. out of that. The fact yes. those babies are completely intact, even yeah. though a building isn't. It's like, they, it's like they just threw out on the on the set there. Bring the, bring the ones that we used in the elevator scene. We'll just throw Do you have them. any of those fun corpses we use for uh, for Jimmy's birthday? Can we use those? <laughs> can, we get, can we get some of those going? So at the end here, I think a really fun chase scene with Godzilla, but again, way too late in the movie because I like that he's obsessed with the main characters. Again, in a simple fucking Godzilla movie, that's perfect, right? That's a good way sure. to wrap this thing up. But uh, I uh, uh, throws in a, a 
there's a message at the beloved O'Neill. Oh, he throws a message at our beloved O'Neill. I, I wrote beloved here, ironically. I didn't realize that. That's the uh, Melrose Place asshole. Well, I, I, was get, I, I was putting a joke over on me, it turns out. <laughs> some uh again like i love the f- the fire breathing here like this is coming like i feel like they had these beats sure uh that they had a good movie for and they were like oh this is gonna be huge and then they got the i think they got the idea for the trailer first and like oh this is gonna oh, this is gonna ruffle so many fucking feathers you know what i mean and then just kept adding on and throwing shit at it yeah until eventually oddly enough it's like um, our boy uh, Goldblum walking up in the in Jeff Gold, in, in uh, Jurassic Park and saying, "That is one big pile of shit." Yeah, because <laughs> that's kind of what we get here by the end. Um, I like that. Still, some some cute stuff with the high beams to get out of the tunnel, car into the mouth. Uh, again, in a in a in a shittier movie that didn't take itself so seriously, then I'd be into this. Uh, and with especially with Broderick grabbing a live wire and just jabbing it into like his gums or whatever it is. Uh, but I like the Brooklyn Bridge. If you are going to commit to the New York City as a character motif, I like that this is a way that ties him up. And then they come in with the missiles and one last au revoir on the bridge. Uh, we can hear the heartbeat fade. This would have made more sense. I think it could have used the heartbeat earlier you know what i mean this this could have been more effective again yeah um um anyways mayor ebert and his a gene <laughs> split up uh, uh yeah we see the eyes oh, don't cool. forget how they split up though yeah, with a thumb what does down. gene get exactly do you get just it? in case wait you a second it. wait a second i think these guys are meant to be like a like movie critics <laughs> um what's his face that guy doesn't look like gene shallot even a little bit (laughs) melrose place gets a phone call from from veeps kevin dunn that's one hell of a good job soldier just awful and he's on a love seat at the time it's very like (laughs) yeah i'm 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 just gonna crush a couple games (sighs) of madden before while you guys figure this out yeah um so uh harry Shearer loses his reporter um she's quit i'm not i'm yeah i quit whatever uh, uh felipe john reno has the tip i will return the tip sometime later um so like, again like I, they really are setting up for a sequel here and we'll kind of get into that in a second and he's like he's just some insurance guy <laughs> that's the last line in the movie <laughs> he's just some insurance guy but then not before we go back inside and we see that there is one egg left which is fine again yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do yeah. or in a perfect one you you brush past and just let the camera linger on that yeah. egg and it, just a bit on the way out so that you you leave the debate open mm-hmm. or just the, the most subtle of shakes the most sure. subtle of shakes perfect yeah you're right uh but of course they're not going to do this it's got to come right out and yeah and do that the the frightenstein or, or what's uh count floyd like right at the, yeah. the screen right um all right so smash or trash obviously trash but it's how much of it is a victim and and it's it's great on uh, rotten tomatoes i saw 16 percent. yeah come on i think that's a little excessive i'd go you know mid to mid to high 40s (laughs) let let's let's be clear here though in 1998, where movie stars were already getting $20 million, yeah. your second-billed actor 
is Mission Impossible genre. No, we put zero dollars into the cast, everything into effects that nobody cares about. Yeah. It yeah. has zero legs, this movie. Yeah, has no, it has the same, it suffers from the same vap, vapidity, if that's a word that I think that, that, that the, all of the, uh, the Devlin, the same thing that we, that I said about uh, Independence Day. Only Independence Day is disguised as like this kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of whatever. So, so like, like, I wouldn't have mind vapidity here if, it if it was that movie i'd explain like where they hint at it in certain parts here and but if but you're you gonna... also i think you lose something in this one again i speak completely on my ass because i don't care about the uh the godzilla series but i do get the impression that godzilla is sort of a hero in a lot of them yeah and we and it... never we never get any sense no. of that that he's actually doing this for good it's for some reason he needs that moist, moist, fertile land that is Madison Square Garden yeah. for him to <laughs> lay his eggs. Yeah, I think. I mean, if I think, as I said, like there was uh, the 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 sequel was greenlit because technically this did make money uh, yeah. globally. It made three seventy nine million. Um, it cost one hundred and fifty after all the like pitching it everywhere. And I remember seeing who's the producer. It was, uh, uh, well, Devlin, but there was like some executive producer who's a female who was like really high up at the time. And I can't remember. And, and like she was getting some flack for, for saying, yeah, you make a sequel. If a movie makes money, this much money, then you make a sequel. And I remember seeing that there was something developed for it. And of course they set up for it. And I think um, in a way, if, uh those two guys didn't have anything to do with it and they were they were still able to kind of bring back broderick and even that blonde girl there could have been a good movie there um because this is not meant to be this type of godzilla this incarnation is not meant to be the one that's going to give you the um warnings about no. nuclear whatever blah 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 or like present him as like a beauty and the beast it it, it was meant to be like i i think for for what those directors are are capable of or i think even what they were even what they were reaching for i think um i think they should have just tried to dumb it down as much as possible but you can't you can't do an event movie that's 85 minutes you can't <laughs> so so but i've never really understood why you can't just I know. from a just from the the simple thing of you get more Dollar, like it's not like you pay could more probably do for three, a three shows hour. could probably do three exactly. shows in a day right i know i know i think make it I a think, ride i think there's still especially then it's still a time when uh it's considered more minor right um still right like there's something that has to be like what's what is going to take you out of uh it's something different now but what's going to take you away from your 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 couch and uh <laughs> when theaters are, are up and running again to put you in a theater. So they're having to like do these, uh, you know, uh, end games that are three hours or whatever. Right. Um, and I still think that's, that's an issue, not as bad as it is with this one. Um, um, because there is some heart and soul. To the, I think you'll agree. There is some heart and soul to the, to the, uh, the Marvel sure. cinematic universe. Um, so and I'll yeah. say the Marvel ones give you a little bit more in that they are designed for replay. Almost all of the ones that I felt are too long. When I watch them at home, because I tend to watch them in chunks, I don't mind the length of them. Yeah, yeah that's a good Nobody point. Nobody really watches Godzilla. 
Yeah. <laughs> no. So that's what I wonder. Like, what is there a legacy of this film at all? Is there a legacy of any of them? Like, the only one that I can think of that even had that I've thought was fun in the last little while. I enjoyed uh, Kong Skull Island. I thought that was kind of a fun uh, hmm. monster movie, but I didn't see any of the new Godzillas and everyone I knew who was into them yeah. was uh, kind of uh, okay. wasn't my thing. Well, what about like uh, like Pacific Rim? Uh, I wanted like, to like it. Yeah, you didn't like it as much? I, I liked it. I liked our like uh, the. I mean, this the host is a whole other thing. Um, there there was a more recent Godzilla that was good. I remember really liking it. Um, it's better than this, but but he's much more. It's much more sparingly, and it, and it and it goes heavy on the, on the on the the uh, kind of deeper metaphors of uh, nuclear things and stuff. But it was good too. I mean, this is just a mess. It's just it's just too sprawling, and it's just a, a product of the times of of what was what passed for event movies at the time and what you could get away with for an event movie. Cause they did get away with it, even though it's considered a flop. Technically it still made money for, they got your money twice in a yeah. weekend, twice in a weekend. And the, and the album went platinum, right? And this is a time when, when, uh, when soundtracks were, were a bigger deal. I would also say, and this is not an actual fact, but disagree. If you want to, I would say this and REM's Monster were two of the most brought into UCD stores yeah, yeah, albums. Time, like there time. was always 22 yep. versions of this available. And lots of extreme three sides to every story. I'd always sure too. I know it. Yeah. Which brings us to <laughs> like kind of the wrapping up of our putting a bow on things here. As a guest here, yeah, yeah, you take a poll. As a guest here on uh yours mine and the truth you are required to provide okay. me with your with your top five extreme songs Brad, oh and could i be more of a like if you named and? almost any other band i would have an answer for this i i hey, right, not... before you get into this did was i because i met you at a time when i wasn't really like i was just starting because i uh, i was still kind of theater school did i did i bring up to you how much i enjoyed this band when we were first hanging out? I don't rem I feel like you may have mentioned Extreme at some point along the years. I don't remember it coming up in this right. era. Yeah. I, I think, think as soon as I got to Vancouver, I'm like, I'm kind of like, I gotta, I gotta ditch the heavy metal guys, right? I gotta be like this, like kind of new, you know, I was listening to David Usher's solo album at that point. Well, what I would say is that that particular summer, you were very into the, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies album that featured One Week hmm. to the point that you actually brought me around again as somebody who had loved Gordon and had all the albums, but kind of like, that's of a different era. And then you're like, no, 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 these guys are great. They're Canadian. They're, you know, they're real heroes. <laughs> <clears throat> In that same summer, you also asked me very earnestly, who do you think the greatest Canadian of all time is? And I was like, I don't, it's Wayne Gretzky. It's not even a debate. Like, okay. So, yeah. Just to let you know yeah. who you were at that I'd point. I'd done that. Yeah, yeah, that was totally me. But I'd you done actually, the homework. You brought me around on BNL, and I really grew to love that album. And I remember not six months later at a party, you threw me under the bus. Like, no, that album's shit. I don't know why anybody would like it. Nice. That's how I do it. So you had a... That's how I do. You had a lot of growing to come. Just coming down the, down the road. 
was the thing. I wanted to listen to this Godzilla soundtrack from start to finish. I know I owned it. And I'm looking through all like I we I've still kept like books of like our CDs. We got rid of all the jewel cases and stuff, but we still yeah, have yeah. like those books. Uh, and I can't find it anymore because I think I, I, at some point I was probably I'm too cool to to still own this uh, CD. And it's not it's not available. The full CD is not available anywhere that I could find. Yep. It's not on Spotify. Uh, there's certain tracks missing on uh, the YouTube playlist that have been made by people. So, I feel like some of those samples had to have been a billion dollars. Right. Stuff, good point. So. Good point. Anyways, we're not here to talk. I mean, right now we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the funky metal stylings of the Boston, Massachusetts Quartet Extreme. Go ahead, my friend. All right. I am definitely not Googling extreme songs right now. That would be rude to do on somebody's. I will say I love a lot of the hits, and I genuinely do uh, like... Uh, I'm probably even going to say them wrong, but not more than words. Uh, girl who bought the uh, single of more than words broke up with me like a week or two later. And I've always had a hatred for the song because of it. Hmm. Um, I appreciate what Sorry it to hear is. That. Yep. Well, right. You know, I had it coming. I wasn't really that great a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think what are. Well, that's a stone cold. It. That's a stone cold classic. I mean, whether or not you like it or not, it's a stone cold classic. It's, sure. it's just like, it's just like, you know, transcended you know it's it's their one thing that kind of just grew out i like was bigger than them you know what i mean to me though in that exact same era that that came out my song of that era of exactly the same sound is be with you by mr big mr big my first the first cd i ever bought okay um however that i think it's still a special song uh not as and not as separate from the the ballads of the time i think i think it kind of fits in with more like the every rose has its thorns and uh you know other kind of ballad than more than words does in my opinion but so you got anything you piece of shit um i am gonna say i do actually really like wholehearted yeah i think wholehearted is great yeah i am going to Oh my god here i'm going through because i have put on some of the albums after you have mm-hmm. you have recommended them i have done what i can to listen mm-hmm. i will say we do not have the same ears that like i do not have the 1990 years to to listen to them and i think you'll understand what i mean on this to me it's kind of like when you would go back like it's tough for me in some cases to listen to a lot of richard Pryor stuff sure because i hear eddie murphy doing that style i Mm -hmm. hear chris rock i hear stuff that's influenced Mm -hmm. because extreme wasn't my band Mm -hmm. but a lot of bands of that same era were my band who and i'm going to say were worse musicians and had less lasting power but that's what fills the spot of my brain so if you want me to name top five poison songs i'll do it i'll go deep on it for you i know i know go some kiss album tracks like i'll name some stuff off right. ace freely's right. solo stuff but it, i'll even go to freely's comet if you want right. so what you're telling me is like you don't have a top five brad is that what you're telling me? i'm gonna say i like wholehearted yeah, i'm yeah. gonna say get the funk out i'm gonna say Great. money and god we trust yeah you're just and so obviously when i kissed you <laughs> Um, okay, let me put this. It's all pornography I, the era. Well, they're all literally off pornography, which I opened up. Um, let's go dealer's choice on this. Seven if you were going to convince me, hmm. what are the five 
I don't that no, you got to give these songs a chance because I think if anyone you yeah. you're usually pretty good at this. Yeah, so you had the so, Magic Pumpkins box set. That's right. Well, a lot of people did. A lot of girls did. A lot of girls used it as purses afterwards. Remember that was the thing. Cores is a great look. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't make the wide box like everybody else. Um. So you're you you do like Van Halen. Uh, sound you know mother don't want to go to school today you know that song i know you yeah do. i listened to it yeah um i think you'd like that um uh take us alive uh is a uh, a more recent one that is like kind of this rockabilly i, I think their more recent album uh shows them uh like showing uh they've aged well and that because they were always good musicians they just were you know, uh, trying to be cock rock or or trying to be uh, grunge or whatever at the mm -hmm. time, uh, and, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, and and sometimes it was right. But what when they've got older and they like kind of like uh, embrace like just the, the kind of classic rock type of thing. So I think you'd like take take us alive, and I think yep. you'd like um, uh, what's the other one? new one? Uh, Learn to love. Um, uh cupid's dead got a, a surprising amount of uh, uh love from uh last guy who's reminding me to go back and look at it. my last yeah. guest it was music critic I'm, I'm surprised that he picked that out i'm i'm happy that he did but i love uh, i i think like as a just as a fucking uh theater kid uh you'd um the last three songs on uh three sides to every story they're uh, it's like it's when he's got like the 80 piece orchestra and they're like like really swinging for the fences that's the kind of shit that i like that still shapes me to this day like anybody who's like super ambitious any sort of even if it fails i i you know what i mean most of the time i agree with you but as somebody who loved meatloaf's bad out of hell you go into some of his like trying to recreate that kind of stuff like bad out of hell three is exactly what you're describing it's yeah let's let's put the orchestra let's try and make this big and it three? Feels there cool. was a three was there a three was a three was it still steinman i don't he did think it was yeah he so did like, the two. I, yeah but like that's what i mean like it's kind of like it's I, I i would say it's more like uh two right but also at a time when 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 uh, grunge and everyone was going away to more smaller or going to like some more smaller production, and meanwhile yeah. they're going and recording their like their la these last three fucking epic songs at Abbey Road Studios. I thought that was like I don't know, and th that 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 kind of shit shaped my uh, still does. Like I still look for somebody who's doing something like just way too ambitious for the, for their own good, um, which is kind of what Godzilla was in a weird way, <laughs> but also but just like infected with like that kind of. The but they weren't of. going for extreme. They were doing hat on a hat. Like it's yes, not. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's nothing where it was like, no, we're going to show you. If they were going to do, we're going to show you. Godzilla is. Oh, you did this. We're going to do it in pink. Like there's nothing innovative about it. It's just what you saw in a different background. Yeah, big time. All right. So as as we mentioned earlier here, you were you were you had been grouchy for a while that I hadn't that I'd been giving you a shitty movie. I have plans, like I have direct plans to have you back uh, okay. sooner than anybody else in, in a, uh, with another, uh, I've kind of mentioned things to you. So, so don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, but you will be back uh, uh, sooner rather than later. <sighs> I have like, I don't know if I've yelled at a podcast recently as much as I did you and yeah. Bateman yeah. doing brain candy of like, you didn't even mention when all like three of them went on Conan in the same week and two of them played the same clip because they weren't talking like uh, wow anyway. interesting yeah I like know about that the 
love those films, but it's also, you have a certain ownership of those things just by being around at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. you're old now, you get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, like I said, uh, great to talk to you again. Um, it's my favorite. Thank we'll you for having me. And we'll talk uh, very soon. Um, and But then uh, here's the thing. Like, if I am having you back here, you walk into this fucking room with the top fucking five that you've spent fucking time with, man. Okay. I'm like, going to listen to at least eight, and uh -huh, then I'm going uh -huh. to decide well, which that's one more than That's one more than Pateman did, I can tell. Okay. <laughs> Two weeks later, that piece of shit. And he clearly, he clearly stopped at track seven of 15 on the playlist. <laughs> I really like, uh, I think three was there's like two. I like, I can't say I like this one. I'm like, fine, fine, good enough. Like, he, like, seriously, 30 seconds of each one tops he listened to. He even gave, he said, whole heart at the end, but he called it Hole in My Heart. My favorite song is probably Hole in My Heart. So yeah, so like uh, no, it's great. great it's great. You're kind of you're kind of adding to the running gag. That's nice. Hey, you you have to understand the Sisyphus mm -hmm. level task you are asking of like no, but guys, how much do you love extreme? The answer is, it, is honestly is not it, much. I'm giving you 15. I'm asking you to pick one third of those songs for fuck's sake. All right. All right. We'll see you soon. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you guys uh, on, uh, on uh, Mario Kart or something like that because I want to play with you guys. And, uh, Let's and do it. And Wild Guns, as I said, should be fun. Great to see you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Bye. This is just, you know, it's a, it's, it's a real litmus test. This, um, 
this this top five just one thing that i ask you of my guests as to you know how many people how many of my friends quote unquote friends um you know you know that take me seriously you know or take take uh or, or you know consider my feelings when they're doing this stuff um because that's a funny experience to see like how many people like want to hurt my or like you know not don't want to hurt my feelings but are kind of trying to just kind of you know stick a knife in my ribs a little bit just kind of make it kind of a joke right and it's a cute thing right nah <laughs> it's funny we're definitely seeing which of again i say my quote unquote friends are doing this to me as because it's funny and it's and it's cute Anyways, um, <laughs> that was uh, another fun one. Uh, it's fun listening to that song again. Um, <laughs> it still has that raw energy, and it's it's totally based on Led Zeppelin's Cashmere. I shouldn't say totally. I mean, that's a huge part of it. But the lyrics are, are nonsense in this Puff Daddy Come With Me. But but he, God damn it, if 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 P Diddy at that time, I suppose, uh, isn't isn't spouting out this nonsense with a real passion and fervor that that matches I will I would say or at least like doesn't match the the raw power of that riff but I get I don't say it doesn't hurt it I say it supports it okay um so that, that in terms of uh, the old uh, smash or trash smash or trash the, in this case uh P Diddy's come with me from the Godzilla soundtrack is a definite smash um so uh programming note i am going to take uh, a week off next week so i'm going uh, camping again with my family really looking forward to that just it's, oh my god there's if there's a time in my life when i've uh just appreciated camping more than i ever have it's 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 now and so we're really excited to do it uh but uh, so i'm taking a week off but in two weeks i return with the first annual yours mine and the truth christmas in july episode oh boy this is going to be a good one as we are doing the the trademark head to head with your friend and mine comedian 604 records uh comedian kevin banner going to be joining us to, to, to see head-to-head -head Christmas in July where we see a Christmas story versus Die Hard. All right. One of those I have a real uh, deep affection for and, uh, and like one that goes back to the, my days of my youth. One, I, I just I've never really got the hype. Um, my friend Kevin has strong feelings about one of these films or I guess, you know, both of these films, but one one really interesting bit of strong feelings he has about one of the films that we're going to get into, and this is going to get, this is going to be good. So, you know, if you want to go back, dig in the, in the storage space, bring out the, 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 the Christmas decorations just for one week. Cause we, it is going to be Christmas in July and yours, mine and the truth. And it's a, it's a new tradition and I hope you love it. <laughs> so we'll see you then until then follow us on Twitter at network qualm. Uh, and you know, listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes and, Follow us and give us likes and five-star reviews and all that kind of thing because we love it and uh, it's awesome to hear from you. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I do love the feedback, as I said, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. Peace.